Hey, Patrick. It's just a JPEG. Yeah, but it's got a function. It's got like a function, right? It's just a JPEG. And you have to pay money for it. So we're, we're, we're buying JPEGs. We're paying money for JPEGs. And we're probably, we might okay. not ever use them. Yeah, we got to get into this. Welcome to Tradeoffs, where product habits Heaton Shaw and ProfitWell's Patrick Campbell discuss tech through a product-first mindset to inspire you to think differently. This week, they talk all about crypto. So we're talking about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. If you don't know what they are, they're just JPEGs for sale because you own crypto, started staking crypto. And what that means is basically putting it into a place where it will be used in various ways for that coin. What's up, man? Oh, your your hair is up. That means serious heat. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it in the my life. Lion mane is up. That's right. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. It is up. It's good. I should do the bud and put it on top. You know, and whatnot. There you go. That means business. What's going on, man? How you living? Just working. I'm concerned about you? you. Yeah, I know I'm you concerned. are. Concerned. I'm concerned. You've gone. You've gone. I don't know what the NFT equivalent of full tilt is in poker, but I feel like you've gone full. I, I full aped in. in. I aped in. They, they, they call it Wait, aping you got in. like an ape? There's like a name for it. It's wow. called aping in. It means when you just go ham uh, into <laughs> NFTs or a NFT, you ape in, which means you buy a bunch, waste a bunch of it, Ethereum, whatever. That's yeah. great. That, that Treeverse thing that you made me buy, you made me buy. The floor I is know. not doing great right now. I know. We're going to have to wait okay. on that one. I think it'll come back, though. We'll see. Oh, actually, the floor is better than it was earlier today. Just got to so. wait. Got to be patient. Anyways. So we're talking about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. If you don't know what they are, they're just JPEGs for sale because you're <laughs> basically using crypto to buy the JPEGs. That's basically what well, it is. Well, so hold on. It's on, I just, just a. I don't know why I'm defending NFT. <laughs> You're totally right. But the cool part is the the ownership of the JPEG, <laughs> the ownership of the art of the JPEG is on the blockchain, right? So like right now, if you were like, I'm the owner of this lazy lion, and you'll explain the lazy lion in a bit. If I took that, and, and, and we've actually seen this, which is kind of cool. Well, I think it's cool. If I was like, I took your lazy lion and I put it in my profile picture, people could be like, wait a minute, you don't own that. Why are you using it? And there's these little rules that are kind of coming out, right? And there's been some, there's been some thieving that's happened uh, that didn't cover its tracks where someone stole the rights basically to the image. That's kind of maybe a better way to put it. You have the right to the image and the community just attacked that person who stole it. So there's some interesting things. It's, it's like you have the rights to this artwork. That's kind of how I've been telling people who aren't in the tech space what it means. Yeah, you it's JPEGs for sale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. JPEGs for sale, but with some blockchain technology. I was trying yeah, to like, JPEGs for sale with hypes. proof of ownership. But the proof of ownership part, Patrick, is the boring part. <laughs> but the boring part is the future. Anyways, so you've gone, I, you've gone full tilt. Yeah. All right. So NFTs. We talked about it last week. We did. And we talked a little bit about it because I like got into it and I'm very conservative with these types of things, but I still got into it. And then I wake up, was it yesterday or today? It was yesterday. And you're just like, you bought 17 things, it feels. I don't know what the actual number is. You bought all kinds of sun stuff. And I'm like, do we, what's going on? What, what made you go ham in? I found a wallet. It's not the old school wallets, like a USB wallet. And it was one I had saved and I was just cleaning out the garage, found the wallet um, and decided that it was my time to do what I do. And I'll explain what I do. Let's do that. I learned this growing up. I used to take apart every electronic device I possibly could. And this is like the 80s. So rotary telephones, I like I can literally still see the inside of one and how to open it up and even where the screws are. Uh, TV, CRT TV, like a 22 inch or 21 inch Sony Trinitron style. Before like you it. knew it, I was little nine, 10, eight, Eight, eight onwards, seven onwards is when I started doing this. And I had the whole TV open, a CRT TV. Like today's TVs, you can't even open, but a whole CRT TV just open. And I had to put it back together. So literally everything in the house had been opened and I had put it together back together. I knew every type of screw, how all these things fit together. I broke a bunch of stuff, obviously, used a bunch of super glue where I needed to, tried not to get in trouble early on. And then I think my dad just gave up. And so then what he would do is, He's a physician. I was at school. Uh, he would constantly come home from work like every day for dinner. We would eat dinner together. 
And then he'd take me to work with him after dinner because his physician would run the night shift and stuff like that. This was the 80s, like he was earlier in his career or whatnot. And he would drop me off in the IT department. And he would basically tell the geeks and nerds over there, hey, this is my son, he likes computers. And so then I would just sit there, work on computers, do stuff. If they had some random stuff for me to do that wouldn't be considered child labor or whatever, I would go do it and help out or whatever, but it was by my choice. And he would just drop me off yeah. and then he'd pick me up a couple hours later when he was gonna go make a trip back home. And I used to take apart everything. I used to build computers. It was just the way I learned. I just wanted to see how it worked and took it apart, right? So that's the backstory and it started when I was a kid. And so I basically go immerse myself in the thing that I wanna learn no matter what the thing is. And I go as close to the bare metal as possible as the cool kids used to say back in the day when you were building computers. So meaning you would build it from scratch, put the power supply in, put the motherboard in, put the chips in, put the RAM in. And it's also not as easy as it is now where you can just flip some switches and open up these things. These things had millions of screws that you had yeah. to take, you know, keep track of and all that. So as I decided to really, I bought crypto a long time ago, I have a bunch of it in apparently random wallets that sit in some random places, but whatever. I think I found the last of it, maybe. Uh, and it was because I've had friends that have been into it a long time. And they're just like, hey, just go buy some. Like, what's like five grand to you or whatever? Just go buy some, whatever, right? So I bought a bunch. Um, and it was like, to me, like just like investing in the stock market or in a startup and it's going to be gone, whatever, right? So I had a bunch. And then recently, obviously, all the stuff is hyped up and things like that. And like, there's the Coinbase and the Robinhood and this and that and the other. And I won't get into all the other names of all the crazy things I've learned and some of them I forgot how what they're called but I can click a couple of buttons and buy some things for thousands and thousands of dollars that are just JPEGs but anyway so I own crypto started staking crypto and what that means is basically putting it into a place where it will be used in various ways for that coin uh, so you're kind of backing the coin for lack of a better word and I'll butcher all these things so please anybody that knows better than me like I'm probably gonna be wrong, but I'll just explain it in my layman's viewpoint and terms. And what that does is give me an interest rate. And some of these interest rates are ridiculous. Like you think like a 90% APY, 80% APY was ridiculous, where there's some that's like 200%, some that are like 16,000%, believe it or not, and you're getting like 7% a day or whatever. I mess with some of those. Those are very volatile. There's some risk around those systems getting hacked and all that. So I found some ones that I feel very good about. Let's just put it that way, that make me money by my money just sitting there. Uh, and you're talking like some number every day. And I like kind of measuring it like that. And the underlying asset is stable enough, even though those coins change their own price. So you basically are buying a coin and then you're staking the coin and you're getting interest on that staking. And the staking is basically supporting, you know, partly supporting the whole system. So that, cause there needs to be cash flowing in the system, kind of like the federal reserve sort of equivalent type of thing is what you're kind of doing when you stake again. Very basic stuff. I don't barely understand economics to the level that some of my friends do, including you. Um, but that's kind of my layman way of explaining it. So that's like one piece, which is very DeFi, you know, decentralized finance type of stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to understand that because I had a whole bunch of crypto sitting and it just sitting doesn't make money unless it moves. But it's sitting in a way where it makes money is <laughs> good. So anyway, that's um, the way I thought about that. So I got deep into that earlier this year. Then I got into kind of understanding how to buy NFTs and stuff and actually worked on an NFT back in April. We actually launched it on 420 and it did okay, but there was gas fees, which are very high, which is basically the tax when you buy and sell and, and transact on the blockchain, basically. Ethereum in particular has really high gas fees. Again, lots of this stuff has a lot of depth, so I'm going to just keep moving. Um, through this. Yeah, worked on one. So I saw the the way it works, the fact that you use a bunch of tech and we, we built one where it was, you could, it wasn't just an image. It was an image that was created the second you purchase and it's created on the blockchain and it's got like, uh, it's unique. So you buy it, you don't know what it is. It gets unboxed, so to speak. And then it's some unique thing. And there's a bunch of traits like ears and clothing and this and that, that end up being put together um, automatically for you. And that's like how all these things tend to be for the most part, where they get kind of get built after you buy them, which is really cool because depending on what the configuration is, there's different rarities and stuff like that. And so you're actually collecting something that could be worth a lot of money. So it is like collecting those cards and hoping you get lucky by finding one of the gold cards or whatever, depending on what card collections you've seen over, over time, you'll kind of understand that. Uh, and then obviously those get more valuable. The more rare they are, and the more time that passes, they get valuable. That's the theory with like collecting cards and stuff. So this is imagine all of that put into basically the digital world in a way where you're not using dollars anymore. You're using crypto, 
which adds this whole layer of blockchainness and like you said, ownership and all that, right? So I understood that, but I didn't go really crazy buying a bunch of them. I bought a few because I just was really focused on helping my friends with what they were doing. And, and, and mind you, this is while working on a very early stage startup and working the 12 plus hour days and all that. But, and I'll explain why I do all this at the end. But um, basically I did that. So I got a handle on that. And then I at least knew all the concepts like aping in and all these things because there were people around me that were way smarter about it than me while we were building it. So, but I have, I have a few people that work for me personally as engineers and designers and they don't work across, they don't, they work across various things I work on, but like, uh, they're not like part of a single company. They're actually my company. Uh, and we built the website and we helped out a lot with some of the stuff there uh, and understanding a bunch of the toolings and the APIs and all that, uh, including MetaMask, which is one of the wallets, which was the first one that got popular. Now there's other ones. Coinbase has their own wallet to store the crypto and then use it for transactions like this, uh, NFTs and things like that. And so I started understanding it. I was like, wow, this is like web 2.0. I know why they call it web three now, because it's a bunch of JavaScript that sits on a website, lets you transact with these things. And you can put those on basically any website if you want people to transact with this stuff. Um, so it's kind of like Stripe checkout, but for, uh, for crypto is kind of what all these wallets are. Anyway, so that's the kind of second layer. And then the third one I just want to mention is I've actually bought two gaming computers for the single purpose of mining. And so I also mined this stuff and I wanted to understand how that worked. And I hit it right at the point when I thought it would be as easy as possible, but not too easy to get into mining. And so I make about $10 a day off of two computers. It's going to take me about nine to 11 months for it to be paid back, depending on how prices move. And if prices move a lot, like they get slashed in half, it's going to take me double the time. So I have these two computers running in my house right now. And I also, during this time, also got solar. So I have some excess energy that my wife is pissed that I'm using. Uh, but I try to convince her that, hey, once this is paid back, your solar is going to be paid for in some amount of time, right? You cool with that? Yeah, uh, she's yeah, she's yeah. very frugal and very smart with money. And so I, I'm not the one that's like that in the household. So, um, uh, so I get a lot of static. That being said, I go do this stuff and turn it on. And then the other day, one of my mining rigs is what you call them, apparently. It's just a computer. I haven't got a whole rig yet, but I call it my, one of my mining rigs. It, it had a heat issue. And so I actually literally opened up this card that's worth this graphics card that's worth like 1500 bucks and put some thermal paste on it after watching some videos and then basically put it back together. And then my temperature went down and now it's mining a little bit better and I'm making a little bit more every day because of this, because I can juice the stats and, and get overclock it is what they call it. So anyway, when I go deep, I just splatter myself across the whole thing so I can understand it and be super dangerous. This is why like I, when, even with software, and building software, I'm not an engineer, but like, I'll go talk to an engineer about the deep depths of their code if I have to, just by asking great questions and being able to Google things. I'm able, I have learned more than I should, more than my fair share about engineering without writing a line of code. Um, last time I wrote a line of code was QBasic, which is back in the the, the <laughs> 90s, the 90s. I used to, I used to go to Radio Shack. You old. I used to go to Radio Shack and create a loop on their computers, their Tandy computers. And so that no one knew how to I turn it that. off, even the workers. Because like a loop at QBase, you just go in, type in the stuff, and it's the loop. It's counting some numbers, right? Yeah, yeah, that was my yeah, favorite yeah. thing to do. It's just so funny. Anyway. That's amazing. Um, so that's my history with this. I've been into computers for a long time. This is the new thing to be into if you're into computers, frankly speaking. like The yeah. world is changing, and I wanted to immerse myself in it. And I'm not one to go spend hours and hours and hours doing it unless it's like worth it. And yeah, I spent hours and hours and hours, but like I, I, I frankly find it something new to learn that is totally mm. take gonna take over big chunks of our lives at some point and and i don't know what that means or how that looks and i'm not trying to predict anything but when there's such a groundswell and there's such a low percentage of the population that's into it but yet it's getting hyped and yeah. we're constantly hearing about it in the news whether it's crypto or nfts or, or or all those auctions that are about to happen in the real world all this crazy stuff there's something here patrick yeah. and like we got to pay attention to it if we're technologists and early adopters and kind yeah. of innovators in our own rights when we like build stuff and do all this stuff. So to me, like, this is like the world. It's not like I'm ever going to like never say never, but I don't think I'm going to start a crypto company. I've funded some. I don't think I'm going to go like go yeah. crazy and go do anything. I love what I'm doing. I love what I'm building in my business, 
But at the end of the day, this is the thing to learn if you're into technology today. Like you can't, you can't ignore it. I'm sorry. Like, like it doesn't mean you have to go crazy like me, but you can't ignore it. Like just knowing the basics of it, I think it's huge. I want to know how things work. So so that's a big deal for me. So right now, right now you're like to continue the metaphor, which I love is you're taking apart the drill to see how it works. You're taking apart the CRT, right? See how it works. Right. And so are you, I guess, what have you learned? I mean, that's, that's the next logical question, right? Like you might be a little too early. You're still like screwing around with the gears and stuff like that. But like, even, even now, like, what have you, what have you learned? Maybe not from like a, how to get a mining rig set up, not from a, yeah, 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 no, no, I understand what, what you're have saying. you learned yeah. to kind of yeah. a wider audience? Yeah. yeah. So out of those three categories, so the three categories are, are DeFi. So decentralized finance, then there's NFTs mm-hmm. and then there's mining. So I'll start with mining. We'll save NFTs for the last one. Cause that's probably the most the longer, longer combo of what, what I think I've learned so far. Yeah. Mining, it's freaking amazing that you can have a computer that sits there and makes money because it's on at your house, right? I made like 300 in Bitcoin, $300, dude. Yeah, these are expensive computers and all that. I bought them for this purpose, but like, man, oh my God, I wish I was a kid right now because like there's just so much you can do if like that's the way the world is going where like someone can set up shop with these things and then just start making money. Literally, it's like the only equivalent thing was back in the day when people would grow pot and make money growing pot when it was illegal. The closest thing, because it's like, there's heat generated, you need to set up fans, you know, you need to like, like ventilate, do all this stuff. Um, it's kind of the same, it has a lot of the same characteristics, but it's not illegal. I'm gonna ask, yeah. I'm gonna ask the dad question, right? Is there, and this is one of those things where like, and I know this is the th- like, there's no function to that, right? There's no, like you're contributing to the ecosystem theoretically and it's pure, like right now, right now, theoretically mining is pure speculation. Yeah? No, 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 no. It depends why you're mining, right? Like, here's the thing. Like, even if you ask me how much have I spent or that, I don't have answers. I don't care. Like, yeah, I care about the economics on the things I buy and whether they're going to make money or not. Like, I do care about that. Like, I want things that hold value. Right. But again, we'll talk about that on the NFT side, but on the mining side, I bought these things because it's, it's a system. It's, there's an end to it. There's a goal to it. There's a, there's a completion. Like I felt so, what's the right word? Gratified by the fact that I was able to make more money by making some tweaks and set this up and get it working. And then now I can just watch it on a dashboard. I mean, like, dude, it's really cool, man. Like, it's just cool to see this. Like, like, we're like, uh, like, how do I put it? We're at a turning point and we get to be on the ground floor. And I don't mean like money or making money. It's just like the way these things work. That's what gets me going, man. How it works is a book okay. that's like, that was on my, on, like went everywhere with me. If I could, it was like this thick book. They still have it. And like, yeah. I used to read it all the time. And that's what got me into opening everything up back in the day. Like, Hey, so with mining, what I've learned is we can, we can like, we can make money. Like we can just make money off because a machine is running and what that machine is doing, it's not speculation. That machine is helping transactions get settled on a very high level. And so that means that we're running the money system in a decentralized way. The implications of that are obviously ridiculous considering, you know, Bitcoin is as popular as it is with its market cap. And we're at 2 trillion across all of uh, crypto apparently. And we just hit that like recently. Um, So, that's the market cap across the coins and all that stuff. So what I've learned is that uh, it's really easy to mine. Uh, mine and make a profit is a different story. And it's easy to make money on a computer. So if you have a computer laying around, it's like a gaming computer and has like a pretty decent graphics card. There's no reason you, you, you shouldn't go to nicehash.com and like just set up their stuff. It's super easy. And it's not that hard at all. And you can start making some money, even if it's a couple cents or whatever. It's just really fun to watch that happen. Um, so there's not much to learn there except like this is how the backbone of crypto works today, which is these computers mining. Okay. Yep. So that that's it. Like I just wanted to know how that so works. So if I was gonna start, I just want to understand mining. I mean, you could theoretically use your current computer. As long as it has, you're not gonna make much. As long as it has a reasonable yeah, graphics like, card, you could also do Monero. Yeah, mining. at least try but, it out. Yeah, but it has to be a PC. The Macs don't do it, as far as I know, very well. Um, although there there are some some ways that you can do it. But yeah, it's nicehash.com is the probably quickest way to do it. Um, and you can even look up your graphics card to see how much you can make a day if it was on 24 seven, pretty good site. That's my, so that's just a, just yeah. to see, like, to see what all the kids are doing with this mining. You know what? I just want to know what the, the kids step. are doing. I'm 40 years old this year. 
This is part of my midlife crisis. I can chalk it up to that. That's my excuse, if you want to call it that, even though that's, that's right. quite not what it is, but it's close enough. Uh, if the wife ever sees the bills on this stuff without the return, that's my excuse. Um, it's not the Lambo, but it's, it's you know, NFTs apparently and, and, and crypto staking. Yeah, no, dude, fun is fun is a word. So that's, that's mining. Uh, I could say a lot more about it, but that's the high level. It's super simple. It's just amazing that you just turn this thing on and it makes money. It blows my mind. Uh, staking and DeFi. So decentralized finance, it, it's just amazing that you can get this kind of return because just think about the arbitrage of being able to get a loan at 5%, 8%, even a super high crazy loan at 10% and then going and taking it into this and within a few days making that up or within a month making that number up in terms of your interest off that money, right? You're just able to make money by by doing these things yeah. and understanding how these systems work and then staking and doing all this stuff. So what I learned there is there are ways to make passive income today because of how hype this stuff is and how small the markets are that it's ridiculous. Because these these coins, they need people like me that buy the coin and then just leave it there and let the system do what it needs to with it and and what we get in return is more of that coin, which is how that money kind of works. And it's essentially similar to like mining and stuff like that, where you're just sitting there and you can make money because you're contributing to the system somehow. So that's the way Got I think it. about it. You're contributing so basically to the that you're contributing to the system and you're basically saying, hold my money for the system to work. There needs some like, similar to a bank, right? Like for the system to work, Collateral. some people have to keep their money in the bank so that it can be rented out or used in some other way by the bank. And that's so what that's, staking that's kind is of in a very simple way. And, they, and you get a cut because of that and you're, cut is so high that I don't see why. Remember when we talked about staking, I think it was last week and when we were not recording that I didn't understand it until you just explained it that way. Cool. Now Good. I'm like, Great. Oh, I get it. This is like basically the people saving their money. It, you get it's your supporting money, the backbone of the money. system, right? Mining supports the backbone yeah. of the system, lets it happen. Staking lets it happen. These are the bare metal. This is the bare metal. You know what's funny about it? Yeah. What's kind of cool about it though, is that unlike a bank, like you're basically, you're, the bank gives you like a crap interest rate and they make much more money on your money. You're making money and a good interest rate, but you're supporting the network. So it's like yes. not a, it's not like someone else is theoretically making a lot more money than you. You're supporting the net. Interesting. That's what's so interesting about a lot of these like crypto plays is it's all, it's this, this, I know we're going to get into it a little bit later, but this community aspect is like, everything's hyping everything else. It's like all like the value yeah, chain is all bundled underneath itself rather than like someone, you know, siphoning value somewhere. And here's why it's confusing because I'm looking at Coinbase's what is staking page right now because I just typed in crypto staking and obviously Coinbase will show up because they got their Google game going on. They say staking is a way for a lot of traders and investors knowing that staking is a way of earning rewards for holding certain crypto countries is a key takeaway. This is totally true. That's a key takeaway, but that doesn't get to the point of what you're doing when you stake, right? So, so, so what, what you're doing is supporting the ecosystem and the backbone of it, basically. It served, and, and right here in their line, it serves a similar function to mining. So there's your answer. So that's staking. Um, and again, there's a lot more to read, but like that's kind of it. So All this right, is so, why, yeah. so just to kind of connect some dots. Please. So ETH. Is Ethereum is going to be going from a proof of work, which is like mining, to proof of stake, which I don't necessarily fully understand that. But what ETH holders have been able to do is stake some of their ETH before that switch and gain some money, some APY basically. It's about 8%. Uh, and I'm actually doing some staking right now with Ethereum as well, just because. Yeah, it's which not basically my high means. It's APY situation, but it's. It's 8% yeah. and it's on Coinbase and that's what I'm using right now. And theoretically to make this switch, they need 51% people to make the switch or something. They, and they so you're basically super committing. They need high percentage in there and, and literally my staked money in, in Ethereum right now, or not money, but my Ethereum that's staked is um, I, can't, I can't do anything with it while it's staked. Yeah, because you have to commit to a certain and, amount of time. And I've there. committed to that amount until... Ethereum 2.0 is launched. It switches. And I can't yeah, touch yeah, it yeah. until then, but I get that 8% interest right now off of Coinbase. Until it launches. And that's so it's like yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's like a bond or something like that, equivalent in terms of can't touch it. In this case, there's not even penalties. I just can't even take it out once you stake it. For now. Until the until 2.0 comes out, which we don't know when. So 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 it's not, you know, 
it's not about really making money as much as supporting the network and supporting crypto at the end of the day. I mean, you'll make money and 8% is good. Like I can't complain about eight, but it's not, it's not a hundred. It's not 80. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so that's been cool. Um, and then NFTs are whole nother sort of basically a thing on top of those other two things. Right. Um, and then this is where the transactions happen. So, you know, I didn't take advantage of this sentiment as much as I wish I would have. But when my friends first started talking about uh, crypto, and this was when Silk Road, which is that illicit, illegal kind of marketplace that sat on top of uh, Bitcoin originally, and then Monero and other coins. Um, it, the reason that one of the reasons that currency works is because there's an economy and an economy, economy requires transactions. And I didn't really connect that insight because I had in my head a long time ago, many years ago, when I first heard about this stuff, like until transactions happen and they're digital, which are the least amount of friction for transactions and, and satisfaction, like, like the time to value of a digital transaction is much quicker than the time to value of like, say you buy something on Amazon and then you receive it, right? If it's physical good. So this, these kind of transactions are what's going to make crypto pop off. That's, that was a sentiment in my head. I never said it to anybody too, too loudly. And I didn't think about it hard enough if I wish I would have, but now that we're here, I can, I can say that this is what's happening. Basically Ethereum in particular is being used to buy and sell NFTs. And those are digital goods, essentially JPEGs. And yes, they're backed by the blockchain. And there's this proof that you actually own it based on the kind of history of it. Cause basically one of the things about crypto is every, it's all a ledger and it's a public ledger. So the ledger is public and you can decide if you want to stay anonymous by using your hash or you can on OpenSea or some of the other products out there, you can kind of tweak it and uh, uh, put your name, right? But either way, it's not, it's anonymous, but it's transparent as to what, which Ethereum addresses own what and what they, what they, how much they bought and sold and to what other addresses. And, and the, there's a thing called smart contracts that power NFTs. And these contracts are what are essentially what you were kind of getting at in terms of um, the, the idea that, hey, this, there's, there's a guarantee that the ownership can be verified, basically. It's guaranteed. That's the whole idea. Even the transactions can be verified, which is why the ownership of NFTs can be verified. It's kind of derivative of the idea that the transactions have a public ledger and they can be verified. So it's kind of interesting. What I like about this, and again, I'm trying to... I, I learn or solidify information by like trying to connect dots and teach. And so what I've been trying to explain to folks is like title insurance rather than like buying this title insurance to guarantee that there's no like random person who got the deed to your house in the 1800s comes back and like says whatever, like imagine if they're like in, in you know, imagine not having to go to like the public record area. You have this like, digital way of knowing exactly who owned your house and when, and it was like verified because it was public and open. That's basically a, one, a really good use case, I think for the blockchain, but like, that's basically like that ledger that I think could be really, really powerful for folks. So it's kind of how I explain it to like, I think, I, I think that's accurate. I mean, it's funny, the technology behind it doesn't need to be understood. And the reason for that is the NFTs are all about affinity, collectibles, art, you know, our sense of belonging, community is the word. You can't say NFT without putting community in it. And one of the, one of the clearest signals that it's all about community is the fact that all those people started putting their punks as their, what they call PFPs, profile pics. And that's where that sense of belonging comes into play. It's this idea that like, these NFTs that the starting point of the NFTs has been this almost sense of identity based on the thing you purchased, which then turns into all the other things that people have told me come from sense of identity, which is like, you know, ego and, and, and kind of pride and things like that. But what are you, what's the ego about? What's the pride about? Well, it's about your, you're part of this community and you have affinity for it and you're part of this group. And, and that group is supportive because of this JPEG you bought with them that they also bought and spent a bunch of Ethereum on and are now like 
wanting to see it go up. So the statement I made on Twitter um, was basically the motto for NFTs are uh, come for the art, stay for the community, hope for the moon. Interesting. Just like you were saying with Treeverse, you're like, hey, we bought it like kind of impulsively. We both did. And you're like looking at it like, well, where's the moon, right? And the community on it, if you dig in a little bit, there's a community there. It's pretty interesting. Actually, that NFT gives you access to this 8-bit community that we'll be able to have a virtual world in. It's kind of fascinating. Um, another one that like, like, like I'm very interested in as they evolve is this one called Blockchain Bikers. And it's literally a biker JPEG that you're buying, which is some randomly generated one. And you can pick them now because now they're in the marketplace. Um, and by the way, you could have bought these when they first came out. And there's usually like 10,000 of them and then they run out and there's scarcity. And then you can go buy them on the open marketplace, right? So there's already this like built-in mechanism for somebody to get in on it early and then make money quickly. So there's a get rich quick aspect to it. Then there's other aspect where you hold or hodl and you wait till it goes up and maybe you sell or maybe it becomes a part of your identity. And so I, what I think is gonna happen in the future is that this is all community-based. And, and I, I know I mentioned Gary Vee and how he's early. Uh, and when he's early, he's always right. Uh, especially when he's so loud about it because he's always loud. But like, if he's right, he's right. He's right about this. It is all about community. It is about all about our sense of belonging. It is about what these NFTs unlock in the future. I wouldn't be surprised if every sports ticket ends up being an NFT with all kinds of other goodies layered inside of it, on top of it. Like, I, like, like let, let's put it this way. I don't want to talk too much about CryptoPunks or MeBits because that's from Larva Labs uh, or Larva, I think. I don't know. And they are the first and the first is tough, like very tough. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say that their project is perfect, but they were the first and the first to get really popular and like really expensive for lack of a better word. Uh, the second has been um, the Bored Apes Yacht Club. And these are the apes that you see running around. And then... What they did, and this is where it gets nuts. Let's say, let's just say for argument's sake, just to simplify everything, you paid one Ethereum for for your for your board eight. I mean, this is not possible anymore, but let's just say. Let's say it got to 10 Ethereum. And then you sold it. Fine, you made nine. Cool, cool. You, you're smart, you made some money, 10 extra money, whatever. But let's say you bought it at one and you held on to it. And then the board apes crew, like, hey, we're gonna do a new NFT. And it's going to be a mutant. This is what they did recently. And you got to get an NFT with a serum to make your mutant. But then there's a mutant. So now all of a sudden you have an ape and you have a mutant ape. And so they just doubled almost yeah. whatever that looks like. It's what and they, they, they basically gave, yeah. gave everybody that mutant for free or cheap. And so now there's two. There's two. So if you held your first one would be worth 10 and then now you got a new one worth another one let's just say hypothetically right and so now they just opened up the market so people like me can go buy a mutant because i didn't really want to buy an ape and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars but i'll go buy a mutant because like maybe the mutant will go up and even then now i'm in the club right and so now you see a lot of people with the normal apes because they had the first ones and then now you see a bunch of people with the mutant apes as their profile pick and it's like a flex right it's like a flex yeah. of look i'm in on this and all that and look, I have these things, I've bought them, but I'm not putting them as my profile pick because like, I think that's all good and done and it's already big. And like, I, I bought it because I know I could park some Ethereum over there and it's likely to stay the same price or go up. And as Ethereum goes up, it doesn't even matter if it goes down because it, it's a wash if I look back at it in dollars, right, hypothetically. So that's like the logic. Again, I'm just spinning my logic to help explain the rationalization of why JPEGs cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Some of them cost millions of dollars, apparently. Um, and so this is what's going on. You get in the group. You're part of the group now. And then also they're going to drop like more NFTs. So you're kind of like sitting there hoping for the moon that more of this happens because they already did it once. And they also, a lot of these projects have roadmaps on their websites of telling you what they're going to do next. And then, and, then, and then what happened the other day, why this is just a pure like funny game is so I bought a cool cat. I even told you about it. You're like, hey, I'm not into the cool cats. I like the, I like, the, I like, I like the, 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 what is it? The, the gutter cats, baby. The gutter cats. Yeah, I got gutter one too. Cat. It's all good. Gang, it's gang. all good. I got one I too. It's all good. Um, and so there's these cool cats. They're, they're really cool. Like, I like them. They're like these blue cats. And like, I got one that just, uh, 
it reminds me of somebody. So I, I actually buy some of these that remind me of other people, oddly. Uh, anyway, um, and that's been fun. And I bought it. And then just think about this. Think about the power of this. All of a sudden, Benioff, Mark Benioff. I saw that, yeah. Has the cool cats. It is Banner. He has like one of the comics from them. What the heck's going on, Patrick? I don't know, man. Right, and I had a banner with three of my NFTs. I got a biker gang. I got a cool cat, and I got I got uh, one of the one of the eight bit apes. I forgot the exact name of them because uh, all these apes are getting mixed up in my head. Um, but they're, they're like, or they're 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 like little eight bit apes. They're pretty cool. And um, you post about this on Twitter, and like the whole gang shows up, and they're like supportive, nuts. and they retweet, and they help out, and like right now. The one I bought and made my PFP for now, and I'm just trying it out to see what happens and how it works, and and, and I want to be part of these communities and understand them. So for me, it's all learnings and understanding, and like I got a bunch of line friends, and I'm in their Discord, and like we're we're just on it. But like I'm a Leo, that that line thing is such a big deal for me, and for me, like I look and I try to find the one I like, because if I gotta get stuck with this JPEG, I better like it, because who knows if it's gonna go up or down. Right, well, so that like, was the funny like thing it. when it better make me happy when I look the, at it. That was the interesting thing about when I when I, I gang yang gutter cats. Um, yeah, when I went and bought mine, it was like there was one that was rarer in terms of their attributes because there's like a rarity to what attributes they have, and then there was one that was cheaper, and both of them I didn't like, so I bought a little more expensive one that was not as rare. To but get you liked like it. something that, yeah, because some of them they're like I was just like, and again I think this comes down to like community and association. There was one where I was like, I just don't want to be associated with that, you know, that image. And I don't know, what, it, it's stupid because it's all it, it, at the end of the day the, the image I'm associated with is a cat. But it's just it was just kind of no, like it's an a interesting. Bunch of zeros and ones, realistically. It's even well, worse, yeah, dude. if we're gonna it's go, if we're gonna go to the base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's super interesting to like. You know, and that's why, like, when the cool cats, I was just like, I don't, I just, it's from an aesthetic standpoint, not my vibe, right? And so, like, it, it's just kind of, yeah, I, don't know. I, 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 I couldn't make, I couldn't make a cool cat my PFP. It's not my vibe either, right? I couldn't even yeah. do that with the apes because it's not my vibe. But these lions, dude, I'm lion a is pretty this cool. is a big deal, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm into it. And, like, I kind of got that look Your going on right now. And sometimes cool. one of mine has a bun at the top. Uh, and, and the other one has a rainbow hair and it's like my hair is kind of like that right now I wish it had rainbows like that. They look so cool and like it has a ethereum shirt because like that's how you buy these things right now Most of them some of them you don't need that you can use other coins and like I don't know dude It's it's like and it has a dollar eyes and that's how I feel right now about all this stuff Everyone's got the dollar eyes. All right, cool. Let's let's, let's look at it like that, right? Um, or the dollar signs and eyes and like it's a community thing, dude it, it's just like like it reminds me of like AOL chat rooms and BB, BBS is how I first got online before the web browsers and all that were a thing and IRC and these communities and these things. And honestly, like I'm part of a bunch of them, not just one of them. I think that's one of the coolest parts of it, right? It's like IRC, I could be in this room and that room and talk about this and talk about that and hang out here. And like, it's great. It's literally great. I'm learning a lot and I'm just seeing how this works. And I'm just trying to understand it. And I think the word is just community. Yeah. Well, that's what's also what's really interesting. I tend to get into things my IRL friends are in, my real life friends are in. And so that's that's kind of how I got gateway into this. And I think like, to me, it's it's been interesting just like looking at, like, so I would encourage if you have some spare ETH lying around, which is kind of a aggressive thing to say, or if like you're, you know, you got some money to explore, like I, I would go explore like, getting into one of these, getting into an NFT that has like an actual active community, meaning not just like, oh, people have it on Twitter, but some of these folks that have discords because being inside the discord of one of these, like one that's like active is kind of insane. Like, and what I mean by that is it's like, like you take a step back and you're like, why? Like literally the only thing that's brought this group together is these digital images, but there's so much, there's, there's like, mental health conversations going on and business advice and all this other, like, it's just, it's just kind of like a tribe that you're represent through the JPEG you have, and you can be a part of multiple tribes. And then some of these communities like the gutter cats are, 
they're coming out with a comic book. They're, they've they've done the thing that you mentioned with the mutant apes, where they had the gutter rats to supplement the gutter cats, and it's just a lot of just wild stuff. There's swag. I bought swag, you know, of the gutter cats just to see what that was like. And so, I would just encourage you to like start exploring because it is very much like taking apart a drill. Like it, it's it's just very interesting to kind of like see and, and you'll probably find some interesting folks that you didn't know, but it's, it's just been, it's been fascinating. It's, it, it, it's, it's a phenomenon. It, it is it going to die? I don't know. Is it going to evolve a hundred percent? And where, where yeah. is it going to go? Anybody's guess at this point. Yeah. The other thing that's been interesting too, for some folks who don't like the, um, there, there's certain companies doing this also for like actual items. So like, you know, having a fractional ownership of um, a Michael Jordan rookie card or a fractional ownership, like you might look at that and be like, like you, you might understand that more because you're like, oh, I own 10% of this, you know, 67 Shelby or something like that. But it's kind of the same thing. It's not like you actually get to like handle the, the car or handle the car. It's but not you yours. Are a part it's owner. a store of value for you. Exactly. Right? You think exactly. it's going to go up until you buy it. This is not any different. Like, that's exactly right. Yeah. So that's what's kind of interesting is like it's like the new timeshares <laughs> is what fractional fractional but ownership is. But it's is like but it's a but it's community, hundred percent community, right? This is right. Or community based association, community, and like it, it, it's it's like I own ten percent of the Michael Jordan rookie card, not because I get the physical card, and yes, it might speculate and go up, and I can sell part of my share, but I own it to be like I own a Michael Jordan rookie card. You know what I mean? Like there's there's that aspect, and I'm part of this group, and so. I don't know. I the, the NFT. Whenever I've looked at an NFT that someone suggested, if it doesn't have like a Discord, basically, I get less interested. I I, I still think there's lots of you know speculation and stuff like that, and like the association on Twitter. But like the ones that have an actual Discord are really fascinating so, to me because I just like being in there. I had a discussion with a friend earlier today about this because apparently I've I've you know uh, I'm now in public about NFTs. Apparently, we were talking about this and and the the this. She mentioned the same thing that you did about the discords. I have a slightly different take. I like to purchase without going in the discords by just one, do I like it, right? Like, do, do I have that draw to it? But two, by actually looking at Twitter. So I spend more time on Twitter before I buy than I do on the discord because the Twitter is the outcome of what's happening in the discord. It's like the output. So like, for example, you go in the, you go in the lazy lions discord and they're like, Hey, this just got tweeted and they have like this alarm gif and it's like, Hey, everybody jump on it. I think so. And, and, I and it's interesting. It's, it's just yeah. interesting, right. As to like how they, how the community gets developed and what norms you start going after and, and learning as you kind of get in there. So in a way I wanted to see what was going on, on Twitter more than I did on the discord because Twitter's still the main channel on the NFTs right now. Yeah. What I'm trying to, I'm getting more at, um, if it doesn't have a discord i i have not found one where the discord is not doesn't exist but the twitter stuff is intense right i'm using it, it as a signal yeah there's three sense. there's three vectors basically uh, so vector yeah. one is their website itself and their roadmap so that's like what sure. you're trying to do you're trying to really understand the website itself and the roadmap and there's people like Gary Vee that claim that, and again, I'm not trying to say he's bullshitting, but like claim that they do hundreds of hours of research or something on a single NFT. I'm not sure if you need to do that. Their processing system no. might be slower than mine. I have no idea. But anyway, sure. they, they, they go in there or, or, or these things, that vector of the white paper and whatever roadmap and stuff that they put on the site, super important and key. Second vector is definitely the Discord. And then the third vector is Twitter. Because basically, this is the linear progression that happens through even a NFT holder's journey or a prospect's journey, right? They're looking at these three things almost in this order, but it usually starts with Twitter, then goes to like that their Twitter account, then goes to like their website. Then you can study kind of what their understanding is, and then you can get in on their Discord. But it really goes back to Twitter, if you ask me, which is like, how are people finding this thing? And, and, and the more activity yeah, yeah, there is yeah, on yeah. Twitter, the highly likely that the community is just rampant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's Anyway, that's that. I just wanted to leave us with that, so that this is. I'm sure this is a topic we'll bring up again. Hopefully, we won't make the whole show about NFTs because I'm interested in all the crypto stuff and I'm definitely dived in. But I'm not like 
hardcore. I have very few opinions about this stuff. I just am here to like learn. And this is what I what I was going to say that I wanted to share before we were done. But and I'm sure you have some thoughts. But high level, I'm doing this because I desperately need a distraction from work because work is intense. Like yeah. Work is intense, and my hobbies are limited. And I can't go see friends as easily as I used to be able to, such as you, and give you a big hug. And so this is my sanity. And this gets us talking about random shit like we would kind of in person. Yeah, so like anyway, if we were getting That's tea, the reason I messed yeah. with this. I'm, I'm not trying to make money. I'm not like explicitly. Otherwise, if I was, there's way better ways to make money. Um, and two, I, I'm not sitting here trying to dive into crypto. I'm trying to learn because I yeah. believe this is the thing to learn right now as a hobby so no i think that's fair this is like i don't know what this is the equivalent of us going bowling yeah <laughs> something like yeah that. you know yeah. oh we go we have a bowling league we go to yeah. each week right like i think that's what's interesting is like i don't know like growing up you would like land party you know like that type of stuff this is there kind of go. like the equivalent of like figuring that stuff out dude it gives us all I, something to talk about the dms that i've had the telegram messages the condos have been interesting because people know i'm thinking about this stuff and well, and there's hundred percent that need to learn more. Yeah, it just like fuels it too. It's just like this this nice little circle, which is really fascinating. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think it's I think it's fascinating. I think it's gonna evolve somewhere. I love the community aspect. I I that's the other thing. Like you mentioned the roadmap. So so for me, I think I'm more like I don't want to say conservative. Like I'm dipping. You you've gone like you you jumped in. I'm like my feet are dangling over the side. You know, and I'm just like hanging out. I'm looking at it, like you know that type of thing. I think for me, my signals are: does it have a Twitter following? Is it verified on OpenSea? Like that, basically, it has a check mark. I don't know That's what that important. even means. I no, just it, trust it. It, it means it's it like, verified. It's, it's important. It's important yeah. to some extent. Yeah. And then the roadmap, right? Is it more than just? Is it more than just like the cool art piece? So like Treeverse is interesting because you get a plot of land in this game. Am I ever going to play that game? I have no idea. But I was like, oh, that's cool. The Zed Horses, which is the the, the main like horse um, racing. It's just like horse racing, but virtual. I was like, oh, that's interesting, right? The Gutter Cats, they have a community, and it's kind of just around this Gutter Cat world. Like, there's no, like, function like the other two. But it's like, you know, that's interesting, right? And that's, that's kind of where I've gone to. And so if you're going to dip your toe in or, like, jump in, like, that's where I would start. Um, okay. Let's find something that has those because then you can kind of explore more. The blockchain, the blockchain bikers is the one that comes to mind for me because you get a biker and then you also are going to get a motorcycle in September. That's a second NFT that gets dropped oh, as well. And then you get to play, bikers? you get to play with your biker and the motorcycle in a game they're making. That's cool. Man, and a low floor, I think. Is it this one? They like have bikers nft or biker nft.com or something it looks a little fancy on the site biker i think that's the one you got like a video on there showing you the game a little bit or not a game it's just a promo video yeah it's bikers nft it's with the s.com bikers yeah these guys this is cool i didn't know this yeah, I've got a bunch of those. I like those. I'm I'm into those. I like the way they look and everything too. I think they did a fantastic job with the art and and what they're, where they're going with it from what I can tell and I'm looking forward to my seeing my bike. And again, these are all moments where the community starts getting amped up again. So to me, this is like next level gaming and stuff. Like we're, we're getting yeah. into these areas, right? Like so it's going to get more people into yeah. these type of games and stuff. I literally this is what I just did. I went to the website. I scrolled down and I looked at, like, what's the roadmap? And there's a roadmap. Then I went and I clicked Twitter. I verified it has over 10,000 followers because that's, for some reason, my artificial... Seems like signal. a mark. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's interesting. It has the Discord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a biker. Interesting. Do you automatically get the bike? Or do you have the bike will show up in September. Yeah, you're going to get it in September. It'll be airdropped to you. All right, well, fascinating. This whole world is fascinating. Because now I'm looking at these <laughs> looking at these blockchain bikers and being like, which JPEG of a guy in a helmet most speaks to me and my ethos? That's right. That's right. It's That's so what's fascinating. Up. That's what's I up. I know. That's what's up. 
It's not, you know what it is, though? I think my problem is it's not at the point where if, like, let's say this goes to zero, I don't know if I feel okay. Like, I don't, like, that. that's the thing where, like, I, I have not been, like, I'm investing this in drills to, like, take part in learning. Like, I'm not quite there. I think I'm going to get there mentally, but just kind of talking out loud. I think if you don't take that approach, you put too much attachment and emotion into these purchases exactly. from a dollar value standpoint. That's why if you ask me how deep am I in, I have no idea. I, I, I really yeah, don't. Yeah. Am I trying to like figure that out? Not really. I'm thinking about some of the bigger purchases I've made here and thinking of it as store of value. Um, and I think they are going to be just fine. And then the other ones I'm playing around because some of these, you know, they're going to be valuable and, and some of them are not. And that's a gamble. Also, like if you get them when they drop, they're much cheaper and they go up in value almost immediately as long as they sell out. But some of these sell out in like 10 minutes. So it's kind of a yeah. double-edged sword on that. And and the so process for buying these is so janky still. It, it, it's sad. Yeah, it's There's no one-click checkout yet. It's kind of annoying. Not even like a four-click checkout. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of interesting A lot checkouts. of friction. Um, this is cool, man. All right, well, else? we did our NFT through? episode, huh? What's up? This was a this is a good blockchain. I think this is like a very like how to crypto. <laughs> good app, like not Take quite that. as deep as like a medium article, but I I, yeah. I did. This is really good. I'm literally like, which biker speaks most to me? Um, cool man. No, this is good. Any anything else you want to chat through? Nah, this is just fun, and this you started good. it. So. I love it. I started it. You started the NFT binge for sure. Really? All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you, well, I've, I've owned some before you owned yours, and then I bought one. And then, then you were like, like, oh, a like, friend okay, has it. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then I went on, went on a hunt, found found what I needed, and, and used it. All right. And, and here we are. But it's your fault. Well, that's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's if, fun, dude. If, yeah. I will take zero of your losses, though, and 15% of your wins. That's sure. Why not? There we go. All right, man. Uh, yeah. You got anything else? I don't have anything else. Nah, all good. Yeah. All right. We'll see everyone next week. See ya. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star review of this podcast or the equivalent rating wherever you listen or watch. Also, make sure to subscribe to and tell your friends about Tradeoffs, a podcast from ProfitWell Recur, the largest, fastest growing media network dedicated to the world of subscriptions. 